you know, I don't blame mom and dad. It's they were doing the best they could. Like mom raising me, she didn't know she was raising or she didn't intentionally purposefully raise me in fear and anxiety. It was her own fear and anxiety that she was believing she was doing the best for me. That's where the forgiveness came in because she truly felt that she was raising me the best way, you know, um, and, and that's, like I said, she did the best she could with the tools she had. So that's why, yeah, I mean, I always say, um, you know, strong men raise strong men who raise strong men. If, if we get into this now, like, you know, what you're on purpose doing, what I'm on purpose doing is to get men the tools they need to grow themselves, but then also to take that generations down. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mental Purpose Podcast. You know why you're here? Because it's your mission, just like my mission, to elevate, educate, empower, enrich, and evolve yourself to get to be the best version of you possible, right? That's our mission. Elevate, educate, empower, enrich, and evolve men to be on purpose. And today I've got one of my very, very, very purposeful buddies, Eric Rogel. He, he, he's just doing such incredible stuff with his, his coaching program and his podcast. And we were introduced and I cannot remember how we got introduced, but we were introduced back in the beginning of the year by somebody. And I will figure that out. Um, it was just the universe. And I just, I'm really impressed by him and we formed such a great friendship and collaboration. And I wanted to have him on to share his story because he's doing some really amazing stuff for men, just like we are here. And, um, and you guys are going to get a lot out of this. And so before I tell you about Eric, uh, remember, we've got some really great resources, really great resources besides this that are free, right? The podcast, obviously free. And our Facebook community, the Men on Purpose community. Remember, the Men on Purpose community, if you haven't joined it yet, you got to. It is growing like crazy. At the time of recording, we're now over 100 members, which is only three weeks that we've been around, right? So probably by the time this goes out, there's going to be a couple hundred members. We've got a book club now. We've got individual little groups that are meeting and, and challenging each other and leaders are forming and, and we're doing master classes every Thursday. We've got resident experts like Dr. A, who you guys are used to from here, who's teaching classes within for free to all the members. That's amazing, right? So go to Facebook or click on the show notes, go to mentalpurposepodcast.com, get those show notes and the link will be in there or go to Facebook and just find a group, the men on purpose community and you're in, all right? You need anything, hit the website up, ianloboss.com. You'll see our front runner events there. We've got one in July. We've got one in August, one in September, October, November, and December and they fill up, but we always keep a couple spaces for people that, you know, just hear about it like this. So ianloboss.com or frontrunner.group, uh, frontrunner and you can find out all you need to know about our coaching programs, our consulting programs for companies, our live events, everything we do. Okay, so here's Eric. So Eric Regel is the host of the Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes podcast. He's a sought-after corporate speaker, best-selling author, and he shows executives and entrepreneurs how to dramatically improve their businesses and impact their lives by getting out of their office, out of their head, and getting the fuck outside. Literally. It says that in his bio. Eric has made it his mission to help men tap back into their wild man by reconnecting with nature on unforgettable adventure experiences while giving them strategies they need to perform at their highest level, step into their greatness as leaders, and forge deeper connections as husbands and fathers. Look. Eric is just doing incredible stuff. You, you, you're going to get so much out of this. We talk about evolvement. We talk about being versus doing. We talk about 
materialism. We talk about finding your authenticity and the path to yourself. And, and when, you know, what happened when we were kids and, and, and living up to or not living up to the standards that we thought our parents had for us. We're going through all that stuff, plus, 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 right? So we go over his, his uh, seven core values, which he'll teach you about uh, in depth. We're going to go over the four questions to ask yourself, right? To dial in your authenticity. And then at the end, we're going to talk about the difference between heaven and hell and what we really think that is. And, and, and we cover a lot of different stuff in between. So enjoy. Thanks for being here. This is Eric Rogel. All right, Eric, dude, I love what you're doing now, man. I absolutely love what you're doing now. Podcasts, the, the, like the retreats, the, just the whole brand. But now I want the audience to know how this whole thing came about because your story is really cool. So like, take us way back, man. Take yeah, us back to back. It goes your way, corporate, way corporate life, the corporate yeah, even, life, even before corporate life, it was growing yeah. up life first. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's, <laughs> it's one of those stories. And you know, as, as I'm telling it, I'm sure a lot of guys out there are going to be able to relate to this because it's, it, you know, it's my story, but I always say it's our story. There's a lot of us out there that had this. So for me, you know, I was a um, uh, child of divorce, right? My parents split when I was about 12. So at 12 years old, I'm basically, you know, the man of the house. And I always joke around that, you know, my mom raised me like a veal. I had to be very soft and tender. I couldn't get bumped <laughs> or bruised. You know, it was like, Eric, go sit quietly in the corner and read or, you know, draw or do something. But no, no sports, no, you know, running around outside. It was everything's going to kill you. That, that's how I was raised, brother. It was really <laughs> being raised in fear and anxiety. And, you know, when my parents were together, so I'll, I'll tell you, tell you this first. So mom, you know, obviously very, very devastated by the divorce. Um, she, uh, she was, was very hurt by my father and so took it out on that all men are bad. And I want to say this too, before I get into this, look, I, I say these things, I have nothing but absolute love and admiration for my mother and my father, both amazing people. And they did the best that they could with the tools yeah. that they had at the time. So this is not a blame. I went through all that, man. I went through the blame. I hate them. Look what they did to me. None of that. Now it's just love and appreciation because they made me the man that I am, right? I had to go through what cool. I went through to get to where I am. So as you're listening to this, this is not a, you know, mom and dad bashing. This is more of a, you know, thanking them, appreciating them for the challenges and everything that they gave me and how they raised me. So I want to preface yeah, that. Love that. So, you know, dad was an amazing guy. Um, he was uh, great looking, had a great job, uh, you know, had a motorcycle and a Corvette, and he was an athlete growing up, you know, all those things. I really looked up to him. I was none of those things. I was this skinny, scrawny, awkward, shy little kid, and I always felt that I didn't live up to what my dad expected. I wasn't an athlete. I wasn't, you know, uh, like he was. And so I always felt that, you know, kind of how do I make him proud thing? And then mom and dad split. Mom raises me basically alone. And like I said, she's devastated, raising me in fear and anxiety. I've got to be, you know, soft and tender, be the veal. And one of the things she kept saying to me over and over again was just don't be like your father. Eric, promise me you'll never be like your father. Just don't be like your father. Now, as, as a kid, I'm looking at this like, what does that mean? And don't be like your father. He's awesome. I think he's, he's my hero, right? He's, 
he's successful. Like I said, he's charming. People love him. He's athletic. He's all of these things. So what does that mean? Don't be like your father. And I took that into my teens and twenties. And for me, like I said, as I'm sure it is for a lot of men out there, I, I knew there was something more, right? I could just feel that, that pull inside me that there was what I now call the beast, right? The beast, the wild man, yeah. the, the warrior, whatever you want to call it. There's lots of names for it. But I felt like that was really inside me. And, and I felt like it had been pushed down and it, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel natural. It didn't feel that I was being authentic. And I was confused. You know, here I am, I'm feeling this, this feels right, but then I'm being told over here, hey, don't do this, don't do that. Um, and so it kind of got me, uh, for years, angry, frustrated, confused. I mean, you know, stop me if this sounds familiar, Ian. I mean, for so many of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, and, <laughs> this is the, the point is that there's so many people going through this from all age ranges, all cultures, you know, men specifically, and... You know, a part of what, you know, is coming up for me as you're talking about this is um, our responsibility as parents to not do this type of thing to yeah. our children, to not say these type of things. Because I think, you know, obviously parents aren't anybody special. You just, you know, you just made a kid. Yeah. You're nobody special. You, you don't, don't even have to grow. There's no board certification for it. You don't have to go to no, school. No, for it. it just happens. Yeah. I feel like there should be sometimes. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, you there. Know, but yeah. There's no. <laughs> like, you, you have to realize that just because you had a kid doesn't mean that your old ways are going to fly. You have a responsibility, in my opinion. Sure. You have a responsibility to to evolve the way that you were treated, the things that were said, the way of being, behavior, actions, activities, your discipline, that kind of thing, your your uh, encouragement of your child. It's your job to evolve that. Take the good shit your parents did and the shit you didn't like that your parents did and evolve that piece, both of those pieces. So like I think for a parent to speak to a child like it's a like it's a peer or a, or a coworker or a friend or an acquaintance is really um, such a disservice because then you, as that little kid, me subsequently as a little kid, when, when my parents would say different things about each other to me, like that's the gospel. Why yeah. wouldn't you believe your parents? Sure. Why wouldn't you? Sure. But you know, getting into that too. I mean, this is why I said at the beginning that, you know, I don't blame mom and dad. It's they were doing the best they could. Like mom raising me, she didn't know she was raising or she didn't intentionally purposefully raise me in fear and anxiety. It was her sure. own fear and anxiety that she was believing she was doing the best for me. That's where the forgiveness came in because she truly totally. felt that she was raising me the best way, you know, um, and, and that's like I said, she did the best she could with the tools she had. So that's why. Yeah, I mean, I always say. Um, you know, strong men raise strong men who raise strong men. If, if we get into yep. this now, like, you know, what you're on purpose doing, what I'm on purpose doing is to get men the tools they need to grow themselves, but then also to take that generations down. That way we, we get yep. into this where we have like more and all of that. So, yeah, of course. Um, but, yeah, so the story was, you know, I, I knew there was more, and so I kind of went on this journey. That's what started me on this path of I need to find myself as a man, what does it mean to be a man? And, you know, we see all these examples 
of of you know what it means to be a man there's you know some some hyper masculinity examples there's the sensitive man examples there's still confusion out there as to what it really means so i did the whole thing and I, I went like when i got into college first thing i did was enroll in martial arts classes because that was a big no-no for mom you know back in the in the 70s and 80s you know, it wasn't really as understood as it is now and mom just saw me you know, getting kicked in the head and breaking bones and getting bruised. And, and I will tell you in all honesty, I got kicked in the head. I broke bones. I got bruised, but I love that shit. I just, I found that there was something about that, that really drew me. I was like, this feels real like this. I love, this is getting out that beast and, and in the right way. Right. Cause we did it in a class. We did it with respect. We did it with, you know, command and control. And, and I really kind of fell into that. So I trained in the martial arts for a lot of years. And I, and I looked to my instructors as heroes, as mentors, as guides. Yeah. And, and from there, I said, you know, there's got to be other men out there that are like this. You know, they're, they're, I, and I just went on this search. You know, who can I find that I really admire as a man and, and really kind of absorb whatever I can from them? and and build myself that way so that was really you know my, my kind of journey and look it, it sounds smooth but it really wasn't there was a lot of times Ian, where <laughs> you know there was just like oh screw this man i'm done i can't you know I, I don't know that i can go any further or i'm not good enough a lot of self-doubt came up for me um am i going to be able to do this do i measure up that's i think that's a big one uh, was for me and, and from a lot of the men that I work with, it's, you know, do, how do I measure up to other men? Am I, am I manly enough? Am I masculine enough? Am I tough enough? Am I all of these enough, right? Am I X enough? And I think that's where a lot of us get. So, you know, for me, fortunately, I, I've, I've really had some tremendous, tremendous mentors in my life. And, uh, most recently, uh, one of my, my mentors is just an amazing, amazing guy who's raised the polar opposite of me, complete polar opposite. He, he was, yeah. you know, raised on a cattle ranch. He was a cowboy from eight years old. Then he went into the Marine <laughs> when he turned 18 and was a Marine and all the, and I'm like, well, sh shit, man, that is not me. But what I found was not only acceptance from a man like that, which blew me away because having been raised the way that I was and considering myself to be soft, um, but acceptance and then guidance and, and getting that from another man who's like, you know, I see the warrior in you. I see the king in you and I know how to get you there. And I, and I love you enough as a brother that I'm going to take you there. And for me, that really set me on this path of paying that forward, you know, and I, I know you can appreciate this, but it's that paying it forward of man, this man gave this to me and I want to give this to as many men as possible. It's interesting because while you're talking about viewing yourself as soft, mm -hmm. since I've known you, which hasn't been that long, just pretty much this year, but mm -hmm. we've got to know each other very well as, as men on a similar path for other men to evolve and lift them and help them on their journey and to help them find authenticity in themselves. I completely don't see that side of you. <laughs> I see you as completely the opposite. So there's an interesting dichotomy there. And I'm wondering, you know, what's your, what's your take on how many men out there, myself included, by the way, mm. um, see themselves as something that others see them as the opposite. 
or oh. they think they that they're seen as weak or as um, shy or uh, soft. Mm-hmm. But really, society or their friends or the group or whatever looks at them like, man, that guy is a badass. Like, I can't. I, I wish I could be like him. You just, yeah. you know, how many men do you think are like that out there? I, I think it's more than not, right? I think most. Yeah. And and when I say that, there's two sides to it too, Ian. I mean, it's like. You know, I, I'm looking at this and I'm on my path and I look at men who are ahead of me on the path and I go, wow, I mean, I, that guy has really got it to get, you know, warrior type, king archetype, you know, all of that. But then I look at men that are looking to me and I go, all right, I can see where I was. So I think it's, you know, totally. I don't think, I know it's a journey. It's a journey. Right? And, and yeah, for totally. me, I know that if I'm continually striving, right, I'm always looking to get better. I've shifted from resisting it, beating myself up about it. You know, I'm too soft. I'm not tough enough. I'm not mentally strong enough. I don't have the confidence. I don't have the command over my life. Shifted that from that to, you know, the empowering part, which is like, hey, man, I'm on this journey and I'm way more than I was yesterday. I'm way more than I was 10 minutes ago. Like even having this conversation with you right now, I'm moving forward. Right. Totally. That are listening are moving forward. So it's about understanding that you're on this journey, that we're all on this journey. And, you know, we're always going to have some ahead of us on the path and always going to have some behind us on the path. So for me, it's always been not always. I'm going to I'm going to take that because it was a time and I'll tell you that story in a second. But for me now, it's I honor and appreciate and I'm in awe of the men ahead of me on the path. And I have some ruthless compassion for the men that are behind me on the path. So uh, I'll give you a quick explanation of that. So I, I was, and you were talking about you career. Know, real quick before you yeah, do that, sure. isn't that, isn't that how it's supposed to? I mean, I'm saying supposed to, like there's some written rule, but there's the, there's the, um, God, who that said that? would be that? the ideal. Um, I would put it like this. I mean, it would be the ideal. That would be the ideal way for us yeah, to always yeah. operate. Right. And that's how we but do isn't it. But was it, was it, is it, am I, is it Kung Fu or is it um, Shaolin or something like it's, it's, uh, it's ancient. It's like Lao Tzu type stuff way back when, where it was like, um, God, man, the guy was a, the guy was a wrestler. He was a, uh, God, I, I'll think of his name, but anyway, um, it was, a it was, a it was a hand up a hand back. Hold on, you keep going. I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna remember who this was. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get it. It's so good. It's so appropriate. Yeah, you know what? I mean, this is ancient, brother. I mean, this is since the beginning of time. I mean, you know, when when I do the bold men adventures trips that you mentioned at the top, um, mm-hmm. you know, this is where we take men out outdoors, get them reconnected to nature, to their natural man, their wild man, and you know, part of of the of the event that's very deliberate is we have discussions around a fire. We build a fire together, and then we sit. And talk. And I will tell you that the men that have been on my trips, they can't get enough of this, like hours. I'm talking till two, three in the morning. They just want to continue this conversation because look, that's hardwired into us. We have been doing this since the beginning of time where men would come back from battles and we'd feast together and then sit around the fire and tell stories, right? War stories, battle stories. And this is how we honored each other. And it's also how the younger men learned by listening to these stories yeah. and we've kind of lost that. So it's part of, you know, my mission is to bring that back where men gather and have open, real, raw conversation, which is, you know, the purpose of my podcast, have men come tell their stories. 
and, and do this. It's because it is. It, it's a natural way for us to be, right? Um, you know, and, and when I talked about awe and honor, you know, I was a journalist for a long time. I, I wrote for a lot of men's magazines. I had my own publication way back in the, in the day, back in the early 2000s. It was called TheBachelorGuy.com. And I wrote oh, right. that. And, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wrote TheBachelorGuy.com. I wrote, you know, for a lot of magazines. I was a featured writer for Discovery.com. That was Discovery Channel's site. And did a lot of, you know, men's, what they call men's lifestyle writing. So, you know, gear and gadgets and cars and right. um, adventure travel, which got me into bold men adventures. But one of the things I would do is I'd interview celebrities and successful men and athletes and all these kind of people. And my, my first response when I would get like, okay, Eric, you're going to interview this guy. And he might've been a celebrity or an athlete or a very successful entrepreneur. And my first reaction is screw that guy. I hate that guy. Right. Jealousy, rage, all of that. Right. Because yeah. I, I couldn't look at it and go, wow, man, I, that's amazing. They did that. It had to be like, oh, this guy did something shady or he's probably yeah. this, that. And, and it's tear down. Right. It's that I want to tear that guy down. Was that programmed by your mom or was that you programmed? No, I, you? I mean, listen, who knows? I mean, for me, it's yeah. I, I think that's, you know, we're, we're seeing that in society right now, too. I think it's, you know, it's part of that limiting what I, you know, um, I talk about the archetypes in my work, the warrior, the lover, the king the hero and, and there's empowering yeah. and limiting sides of both. And for me, that's part of that empower, uh, uh, limiting lover, which is that jealousy, manipulation, that tear down. We have that in us and it'll come out unless we get to the empowered warrior side, which is, you know, honor and respect and a pre and then, you know, the, the empowered lover side is appreciation and love and awe and all of those things. So I would see myself doing this and I would really feel it, like feel it viscerally in the body. Like, man, I really just don't like this guy. And, I, and then I would interview them and be like, wow, that guy was really cool, man. It's kind of a great conversation. So the more <laughs> aware that I got and the more I went on my journey and learned from my mentors. Um, and like I said, my, my main one now, uh, who's the cowboy in the Marine, a man named Rob James, who I, I am eternally grateful for. And, and the only way I can pay him back is by paying it forward to other men. But, you know, he taught me honor and respect and awe and appreciation and, and how important that is. And I started looking at it that way instead. And so I can meet a guy like you, Ian, instead of going like, oh, you know, screw this guy. He's got great podcasts. He's got a successful business and look at his family and he's fucking got great hair and he's always you know, happy. You know, that <laughs> kind of I can look at that instead. I can go like, yeah, that's amazing, man. I, I really want to know more about you. And that's how you and I really got sure. to know each other well and just, you know, um, six months is because I look at it and I go, I, I want to learn from you, man. I want to, I want to integrate what you have. I want to absorb as much as I can. I'm just amazed by what you've been able to do when we can do that. that. Yeah, sure. Absolutely, man. I mean, yeah, you know, I, amazing think I, 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 I used to be that guy too. Mm. Uh, in my, in my dad's business, I was ruthless and, uh, and would take anybody out by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. And that was really to prove to my dad that I was worthy and worthwhile, you know, and, and valuable to him and in business. And then in real estate, I needed to be at the top because I knew that I wouldn't get the type of love or admiration if I wasn't at the top. And, um, and what I learned over time was that I was angry at the models that I was looking at, but two things, like I was looking at them wrong, but I was looking at them based on what they had 
and what they had accomplished versus who they actually were as men, right? Or as yeah. women who were successful in business. That was like number one. And then the other thing was, instead of being angry, I started to become curious. And when I became curious, I started to realize that the anger wasn't about like them and what they were doing or what they had. It was about my fear that I couldn't or didn't have the skills or the ability to get where they were, where they were. And yeah. so I'd rather like most, most people in society are going to rather be angry at you or pissed off at you or like crabs in a bucket, bringing you down mm -hmm. than say, you know what? Fuck it. You're really interesting. How can I do that? And instead of saying, you know, like, I want your car, I want your house. They're saying like, man, I, I want to be like you. I want to be the guy that always takes his kids to school in the morning. Like, how do you not come to the office at 8 a.m. and rush, you know, traffic and go to Starbucks? Like, how do you not care about any of that? How do you bypass that? And the answer is, it's a process. You have to give yourself permission to let that shit go. Because that was me. I used to show up at my dad's office at 5.30 in the morning and work till 10.30 at night. Because I was so scared that I wouldn't be anything if I wasn't successful. My identity was wrapped up in success, like most guys are. Sure. And then... And in yeah. real estate, same, same thing. For me, what you're saying but is you have two to things model that out of that for me. after who somebody is, not what they have. What they have is, is kind of like the, like when you're dating, it's like the attractiveness that gets you, that gets you uh, uh, attracted to them and interested in them. But then you have to find the depth behind it. And the depth behind it is actually who they are, not what they have or what they've made. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what really comes up for me is a couple of things I just kind of wrote down as we do this. And one thing that I learned was, you know what, it's all about me, right? It's all about me. If I'm yeah. resisting a guy or I'm hating on a guy or I'm, I'm not respected, whatever, it's, it's about myself. It's, it's never totally. about him because I don't know him. I really like, listen, I mean, celebrities, we, we, we see in our society a lot of people put celebrities up on a pedestal and then tear them the hell down. And it's, but we don't really know who they are. Yeah. We only know what we read in the media. We only know what we, you know, see yeah. through our own lens. So, I, I, you know, one of the things that I've learned has been so valuable to me is that, look, it's all about me. It's only me and me out there. So when I look at that from someone else, I look at it as, okay, what am I seeing in me that I can't appreciate and be in awe of this man for who he is, right, and what he's accomplished? And then the other part I had here was what you were just talking about. For me, it's doing versus being. Right. And yeah. it's so important to make that distinction because the doing is the I'm going to work hard and I'm going to show up at 530 a.m. to my dad's business and I'm going to tear other guys down and I'm going to kill the competition and I'm going to on it. I'm going to buy the big house. I'm going to make sure I have the most beautiful girlfriend or wife. I'm going to drive the fanciest car, have the biggest watch, all that bullshit stuff that we believe is what makes us look better as men rather than just being. You think, you think so. We think so. Yeah. Yeah. We think so. Yeah. But that's the, that's the emptiness, man. Like sure. that, that, those are the clients that both you and I service is, is, um, and by the way, you know, there are so many people that come to me and they go, I can't believe you would have another coach on your podcast. That's your livelihood. I can't believe you would press their businesses or let them, let them promote. And that is my involvement because sure. three years ago, no fucking way were you doing that. No way. It was all about me. And, and, and I'm afraid yeah. that you're going to take from me, right? It's not an abundance of scarcity mindset. But today, I want people to call you. I want people to go to you because I'm in service of you like you are of me.
And if somebody doesn't like my shit, I want them to like your shit. And if they don't like your shit, then they'll like somebody else's shit that I'm helping them get an idea about or into their psyche or into their world. You know, like that's cool. I think that's awesome. Yeah. It takes a lot of growth, though. It's a a long involvement journey. It is. It is. And, you know, it it took a long time for me to get there, too, brother. I mean, you know, like I said, you and I have had this conversation. And, you know, I'm on mission. My mission is that men become the best men that they can be. It's your mission as well. Right. Men become the best men they can be. And it doesn't matter who's yeah. doing it or how. It's whoever men resonate with and want to work with. And as long as they're on the path, I'm okay with that. And you've got to be, you know, my experience and my, my feel on it is the more confident I got in myself, the more command I had in myself, the more I loved myself and respected myself, the easier that became. Right? So that goes back to me so saying, good, you know, it's take all Take a about step me. back and... Yeah. Yeah. And it's about who you're being. Right? It's, it's who you're being. That. If you're being it, Every day, if you're being it every day, and this is the thing that gets me about a lot of these, and I'm going to hate on some of these self-help gurus for a little bit, okay. you know, right. you know, you and I talked about it and, um, you know, I'm all about, you gotta, you gotta walk the walk, right? I mean, you gotta be it every day. Yep. And, I, and I don't see that in very many people. I see it in you. I see it in some of the other people that we've talked to Tommy Breedlove, who, you know, has been on your show, yep. good friend of mine, love the man to death. He walks it every day. That's who I respect because they're being it rather than doing it. And, you know, if anyone's unclear on what that means, reach out to me. I'll have a conversation with you about it because it really is important. And that's what we were talking about, you know, a few minutes ago about, you know, having all this material stuff is the doing. The money that in your bank account is a scoreboard. It's a function of doing, but being is what locks it down. If you are firmly being the best man that you can be every day you're living in you know and we have the in my work we do the the sacred seven core values which are courage honesty integrity commitment duty honor love if you're living those and being those every day you're the kind of man i want to hang out with you know i don't care what's in your bank account i don't care what car you drive you know i don't care about anything else if you're a man of integrity and you're committed and you know, you, you can honor other people and come from love. I want to be around you, man. That's the kind of guy I want to hang out with. So being versus doing is really, really important in, in my world. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. El, what are some steps? Like, just kind of walk people through that real quick. Sure. So they can take something very valuable from this conversation. Oh, yeah. What's something that someone can do? Because being versus doing, that's not what society teaches. From, yeah. from the time you're, you're in, in, like, McDonald's gets you, I, and on my, my honest opinion, I think McDonald's gets you, or maybe Disney gets you at the earliest age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or maybe Paramount or whatever, like, whoever, who, Paramount, I think, owns SpongeBob. Like, they get you at the earliest age, <laughs> and you start getting, you start getting uh, programmed at that early age. Yeah. But, like, again, going back to a parent's job. Like I, I will, I'll shoot a video on this, but like ask anybody who wants to ask my daughter what she thinks about McDonald's. Okay. And my daughter will, will get, well, she'll gag at you and she's wow. never had McDonald's and, and she never will with under, under my roof, um, unless she's starving to death and it's the only you know option, but yeah. it's, it's something that we chose and we said, look, we'll give you the option. It's just not something that mom and I choose, but if that's something that you want, that's fine. But it's our job to, to program a different program to write a different script for them so they can actually think for themselves and make choices on their own. And I, I'm, I'm wondering because it's a hard, it's a, uh, it's not hard. It's a, it's a challenge to break that because then people think like you and I did, well, who am I without this card? Who am I without 
all this bank account and success and the accolades and the trophies and you know who am i with this stuff look dude i'm telling you i built men on purpose podcast from the from the 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 low level piece of junk that it was about to be mothballed per the old owner like no no offense i'm just telling you it was nothing right it was nothing but my i said to myself if i focus on the numbers my ego is going to be in play here and i'm going to be doing a different show and so for the last year like I can tell you we're top 1% of one, uh, the top 1% in the world because my friends call me and tell me that. But I don't know how many downloads. I don't know how many people listen. I just know how many countries because that gets emailed to me. But the downloads, I don't focus on any of that. Just the message and the mission. So yeah. that's one step that I use. What's the step that you use to step out of that doing mm-hmm. and into the being and into like your, your archetype, the guy that you're tr- supposed to be for others to right. then get what you want? Yeah, and you know what? It, it's easier than you think, and it really is, and I've broken it down. Now, I mentioned the, the sacred seven core values, right? Courage, honesty, integrity, commitment, duty, honor, love. Those are great. Keep them right. in mind. That's like a, like a roadmap. For me, it's a, what we say, it's a north star. That's my north star. I live by those, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I check that every day. Am I being you know, Wait, so honest? Go, go, go back over those. What were those again? Yeah, so courage. <laughs> and they're in yep. a specific order, right? So feel, you know, feel the order. Courage. Honesty, integrity, those are the first three, and they're really important because if you don't have courage, brother, you can't move forward in anything. You've got to have courage before you can make a decision, make a move, move forward, and you've got to be incredibly courageous to be honest, and that's self-honesty, honest with yourself, brutally honest with yourself. Where am I? Who am I? Who am I being? Those kind of things. So courage and honesty. And when you are truly honest with yourself, you can live in integrity, and integrity is yep. really the, the way of being whole, right? It means wholeness. So it's you are the same man in public as you are in private. You are not two-faced. You're not yeah. doing two different things. You're not saying one thing and doing another. You are always in integrity. If I say I'm going to do something yep. you know, with you, Ian, I'm, I'm here. I committed to doing this podcast with you at, at 11 a.m. Eastern time today. Boom, I'm here, right? I'm in integrity. Um, everything I'm saying to you, uh, or anything I say to someone else about you is something I would say to your face, because if it got back to you, hundred totally. percent. So integrity and then commitment is next and the commitment to ourselves and commitment to others. What do I commit to myself? Well, I commit to living this way, commit to being the best man I can be committed to my own growth commitments to other people. Like I said, I told you I would be here at 11 AM Eastern on this day. Here I am. You can rely on that. You can lock down on that. You don't have to worry about that. And I will tell you, I am a guest on podcasts pretty frequently, and I hear more often than not, man, it's, it's, you showed up on time. Like, that never happens. People are <laughs> minutes late. You know, commitment. It's, it's one of the things that we really don't keep, so keep your commitments. Duty. I feel a strong sense of duty to, to the mission that I'm on, as, as you do to the mission you're on, right? I have a sure. duty to other men. I have a duty to the men who came before me on the path, to pay this forward to the men who are behind me on the path. Uh, that's my duty. And honor, we talked about you know, a few minutes ago, being in awe and appreciation and acknowledgement of other people. You know, We have a thing that I do in the Bold Men Adventures. On the last night, we have a closing ceremony. And without getting into all the details, we sit around a fire with a glass of bourbon. And we honor each man in turn that's there. Every one of us will stand and tell this man what we honor and love and appreciate about him. 
And when you've got five, six, seven, eight men doing that, I mean, it, it is an, like an emotional sledgehammer, man. It just hits yep. you right in the heart. Right, yep. Most of us yep. never hear this from anyone, let alone another man. And yeah. that honor is so important. So I, I look at, am I honoring people every day in, in my actions, in who I'm being? Do I text them, call them and just say, hey, brother, listen, I just want to let you know, this is what I really love about you. And, and just send yeah. that out once a day. I pick somebody and I, I try to do that every day. And then love. You know, when we put this list together, I did not come up with this list. This was a group of eight or nine really good men. And we sat in a room for almost two days and, and broke down all of these. And love came up and they wanted to do it. And I said, no, man, love is, what do you mean love? Love sounds weak. Love sounds, <laughs> you know girly i don't want to put love and then you know come to learn love is it's not the, though it is the most devastating of all things love is yeah the most powerful it's the most powerful love. you think it is it, it is the most powerful thing and you know when i interview a lot of military guys for my podcast i'll ask them about the sacred seven and which one they love the most you know not love which one hits them the most and they almost all say love because if they didn't have love yeah. for their their brother next to them if they didn't have love for their country love for the families and the people that live here, they, they wouldn't do what they did. And so if you look at it, you got courage at the one end, love at the other end. That's the alpha and the omega of these. So living by those. And then the, the big thing and something that everyone listening can do, this is, you know, and, and a great man who was on my podcast recently once made a comment about something being simple, but not easy. <laughs> that was you, Ian. I don't know if you remember, but we closed you. I, I, I remember that. Yeah, you said it was simple, not easy, and I love that analogy. To me, that's like playing golf. The rules of golf are simple, but the game isn't easy. Super simple. Right? So living by, by some core values are like is, that. is right. Yeah, yeah. So living by core values yep. is simple, but not easy. But I'll give you a really great, simple strategy that I believe is easy <clears throat> to do every day. So if we look at... You know, I have the, the four archetypes that make up the title of my podcast, warrior, lover, king, hero. So I tell men all the time, you want to live from king, right? You want to live from your king. When I do this, you know, for companies, if I go into a corporation and do a talk or a workshop, it's king and queen, right? Same archetype, king, queen. And I tell people, you want to create kings and queens all around you. And what makes a king or a queen? To, to really break it down and make it super, super simple for everybody. If you look at the first archetype, the warrior, that is what gets us going. The warrior is our, our drive, our ambition, our courage, boldness, leadership, guardian, adventurer, explorer, risk taker, all those things that keep us moving forward. So when somebody says to me, yeah. you know, I'm not tough enough, I'm not strong enough, I can't be a warrior, bullshit. Because if you're bold, if you're courageous, if you're a guardian of your family, if you've got passion and purpose in your life, you're living as a warrior, right? So those are those things. And then we have the lover archetype. The lover's your heart. So, you know, sometimes I call it the heart because people get wrapped up in lover. Oh, that has to do with sex or relationships. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Now, yeah. the lover is just coming from your heart, right? So if you're coming from your heart, you know, a lot of men will resist this because, again, it feels weak. Oh, I don't want to be the, you know, I want to be strong and tough. Well, some of the things that are, that are really big attributes of the heart is wisdom, creativity, um, guidance, abundance, playfulness. Um, compassion, passion, none of those things are weak. 
None of those things are girly. No. That's all no. strong stuff, right? So when we have our warrior and we have our lover and we can integrate them together and we have them somewhat in balance, I mean, we're men, so we're going to lean more towards the warrior side. But when we have the warrior and the lover and we're integrating them and using them both, that's when we live as the king. Women, that's when you live as the queen because women need both sides of this also. So you get the warrior and the lover yeah. integrated make the king and queen. Hero comes next. Hero is more about dropping the ego, dropping from doing for yourself and your kingdom, and you're doing for everyone, selflessly, completely selflessly. So that's we're going to leave Hero off for one second and just say a strategy for every day. <clears throat> Living is the king and queen. So if you look at warrior lover, I make it a point that when I write something, when I say something, when I communicate something to somebody, always lead with my warrior, support with my lover, both. But the warrior always leads. And the reason why it's that, that inertia breaking energy comes from the warrior, right? Motivation, yeah, like decision, yeah. boldness come first. And then and this is in nature. This is in, you know, everything we see around us. It's, it's usually the way, almost exclusively the way that it happens, but then always making sure to support with the lover. So, I'll give you a really, really quick example, Ian, of how this yeah. could work in your everyday, right? So if I came to you and you were working for me and it was a Friday afternoon and, and you had a project you were working on and I said to you, Ian, you know that project you're working on? Uh, I need that finished on my desk first thing Monday morning. And I know that means you're going to have to work over the weekend, but I don't care. I need it Monday morning. And if I don't have it Monday morning, you're fired. How does that feel? Hmm. Are you asking me? Yeah, how's that shit. feel? Yeah, <laughs> shitty. Of course it's <laughs> shitty, right? Nobody wants to be spoken to that way. Yeah. That that comes no. out of and, and listen, we hear that all the time. I get people tell me, oh shit, man, people say that to me all I hear that from my boss. I hear that from people in my family. I heard that from my father growing up. That's pure yep. warrior and on the limiting side of warrior, which you know, limiting side would be more like bullying. Well, why do men what? Why do men stay in that for so long? Like I know guys that I know their sweet side. I know that more feminine energy lover side, but they are stuck in warrior. Is it because they're afraid yeah, of being taken it, advantage yeah. of? Or, yeah, I, I call yeah, it swinging what, what the pendulum. Else? Swinging the pendulum. So they're yeah. so far on that side, they overcompensate yeah. and swing the pendulum the other way. And they're on the limiting yeah. side of it because they're not coming from power. They're coming from forced, not wanting to be yeah. in weakness. There's a difference between not wanting to be weak and being powerful. Yep. You feel that? So that yeah, gets and there's a difference between power and force. A big oh, difference. 100%. So force is more like, yeah, pushing against it, something. Yeah. Where power Not is stepping into it. Sure. Um, yep. So yep. anyway, so yep. that, that would be pure limiting warrior. And so many of us have heard this so many times, but there's no heart behind that. So the other way would be doing it would be completely in the other direction. So how would this feel? And same thing. So Ian, I know it's, um, you know, it's still Friday afternoon, right? So I come up to you and it's like, oh, Ian, hey, buddy, what's going on, man? Listen, you know, God, we just love you here. We love everything that you do. We love all the reports you put together for us. You're always so detail-oriented and pay so much attention. We just, God, we love that. It's so amazing. But, ah, this really sucks. And I just, I hate to have to tell you this, but you know that project you're working on that I need? I need that Monday morning. And yeah, I know, I know it's... It means you're going to have to work over the weekend, but yeah, I know it sucks, but it just has to be that way. And so I uh, just want you to know if I don't have it by Monday, uh, I'm going to have to fire you. So get it done. How's that feel? It still feel, feels very agenda sized. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And here, yeah. here's the point. Yeah. Here's the point. 
Uh, that's super passive aggressive, by the way. Yeah, and it's passive um, and it's patronizing, you know, and it's inauthentic. Yeah, but, and but it's like, full of shit and all those other things. Yep. Yeah. Like the moment you were like, yeah, I thought about the guy on Office Space. It was like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. gonna need you, you know. But, yeah. but here's the thing: people always ask me this when you have built consistency with people mm-hmm. that you then you you're not patronizing them. You're just actually nice and complimenting them and telling them what they do right and, and communicating effectively with them. You can go to them and say, Hey, listen, you know, like you're not patronizing when you go, Hey man, I love the work you're doing. I absolutely love the work you're doing. And I'm, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but I, I got to have this on my desk by Monday. The thing is you won't have to say you're, or you're fired because that person's going to love their job because they love working for you because you're sure. authentic with them. Well, let me give you the right way to do it, right? So then yeah, the, yeah, you're, yeah. you're getting there, but this is the right way to do it. But yeah, yeah. it's funny that you say office space because I call this the Lumberg effect, right? You're yes. coming in, you're leading with the feminine, you're leading with this whole thing. And listen, there, I, I have had, uh, I, I, will say, um, I will say vibrant discussions with clients who want to come from that first. <laughs> they want to lead with that. They're like, no, but I want to tell them how much I love them. I want to come from my heart first. I want to say that before I drop the bomb. And I'm like, no, you don't, because it's not the way we're used to hearing things. This warrior lover, king, queen hero is taken right from, you know, the, the, the hero's journey from Joseph Campbell's power of myth. It is the journey we're all on. We're used to stories being told this way. So if you feel this, this would be the way that I recommend. And this is the strategy you guys can use. And this works, I'm telling you. In the office, it works in your relationships, it works with your kids, it works with everyone because it is, it's, it's what I call the software of our soul. It is our core story. So it would be this way. And I would say to you uh, on that Friday afternoon, hey, Ian, listen, we made a decision and we've decided that we need that project on my desk first thing Monday morning. Now, I understand that means you're going to have to work over the weekend, but here's what we're going to do for you. We have every confidence that you're going to get this done and do a great job on it. But I'm going to make sure that you have the cell phone number of everybody on your team. So if you need any kind of support, they are there for you with you. I'm going to give you my cell phone number. I will make myself available to you over the weekend to make sure this thing gets done. Now, I know you understand the consequence. If it doesn't, some people are going to have to probably be let go. I'm not even going to go there because I have every confidence that you're going to get this thing done. We, we, we know you're going to get it done. So any questions for me? How does that one feel? feels better. You could even cut out the consequences thing. Like probably you could, cut it out. But I mean, so much more direct, right? But feel this so it's, much it's, more direct. It comes from warrior and then lover, right? So you're coming from the King queen yeah. archetype. So the warrior part was, well, the, we made a decision, the, the, right? You're not alone part. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you're that not but, alone. Let me, There's let me like get to the, the first part decision. first. Right. So, so feel yep. this. The first part is we've made a decision. We've looked yep. at it every way, and this is the only way that it can go. So right away, it's like decision is very warrior, right? We, we've looked at it. We've made a decision. So you know, boom, this is what it is. Then totally. supporting with the heart side, right? We have every confidence in you. You're supported. The team is going to be there with you, right? We understand you know the consequences. We don't have to get into them. We know you understand them. We have confidence in you. Do you have any questions? So it's that. Coming from the strong warrior side, boom, we made a decision. Then getting into that heart side and letting you know what's going on. And that's how we're used to hearing things. Even when I tell my clients, and I've had this happen many times, if they have to let somebody go, if they have to actually fire somebody, they, they want to do it from the heart side first. Ian, we loved you here. You did such a great job. You know something's coming. 
your defenses go up right away and you're like shut down right away. But if I say to you, Ian, listen, we made a decision. We're not gonna be able to work with you anymore, but boom, 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 boom. And then I go into the, you did a great job for us, but we've decided to go in another direction. Here's what we loved about you. If you need any help, if we can write you a letter of recommendation, if we can, you know, uh, have, feel free to have somebody contact us. We'd love to tell them all the great things you did for us. Right? So you get that out of the way first. It's how we want to be spoken to as adults, direct. Let's get it done. Then we can follow with that lover. So I I would highly recommend, just remember, come from your king, queen, lead with your warrior, support with your heart, lover, and and you're you're beautiful. I love that, dude. So in your journey, let's take it back for a second. In your journey, when when did you make the commitment to doing this? Like, when did you step out of those jobs? And and you were married before, right? I was married twice before. Um, Right, right, right. Yeah, I've, I've been married twice. Um, and both amazing experiences, both really incredible learning experiences for me in really looking at, you know, how I operate in relationships, who I was being, but, you know, for me, this journey, you know, I, I I do some, some great growth work. Um, I work with a group called self-discovery life mastery. My mentor is, like I mentioned, Rob James is the founder of that work. And I've been doing this for years and training with him personally. And I was working at a, a big uh, financial publishing company. Uh, I had a big job there, six-figure salary, you know, the whole thing. And I, I wasn't on purpose, man. And the more I got into my own personal growth, the more I respected and honored him for his commitment to what he was doing, the more I felt out of integrity with myself for going after money over purpose. And yeah. this was a couple of years ago. And I basically, we were in a a workshop, he was about to lead. And I walked up to him and I said, I can't do this anymore. I I, I am not in integrity with myself. I'm not in integrity with the company that's paying me every day. And I'm not really there. I'm not in integrity with my purpose. And I need to get out. I need to get on doing this. And he just looked at me and he smiled and he put his hand on my shoulder and he just said, I've been waiting for you. And man, I, I was like in tears when he said that because he knew he could see it. And, and I believe, and, and I know you know this because the title of your podcast, brother, is Men on <laughs> Purpose. And I know yep. firmly that when you find your purpose, when you, I shouldn't say when you find it, because we all on some level, and it's been my experience, that we all on some level know our purpose. But to admit it to ourselves and really take that step to do it, incredibly difficult. It was for me. I had to get the courage to do that and be honest with myself that I wasn't living on purpose, that I was living for money and titles and jobs and outer referral of other people going, wow, look at the job you have. Look at the money you're making (laughs) rather than in here and being in integrity with myself and saying, yeah, man, this is what I need to do. Regardless of the money, regardless of anything else, this is, this is really my path. And so, yeah, I would say, I've always been on it, but I really got honest with myself about it, you know, like two, two and a half years ago and made the decision. It's interesting. Dude, I'm telling you, there's so many people listening to this right now and they're stuck in that midpoint. And the thing that the advice that I always give people is you've been stuck there for a long time and maybe it's 30 years, you know, since you were whatever, a teenager, maybe in college, maybe you've been stuck there. But it's one choice away from being unstuck there to start to just do one thing, one little exercise. And I always find that 
if somebody says to me, Hey man, look, I, I want to, I want you to help me, but I don't want to, like, I can't go through the whole coaching program or I can't afford this, or I can't come to the front runner events. Can you give me something? Can you give me like one session? I'll pay for one session. The biggest thing that I show them is look, why are you actually here? Mm. What are you here to do? Cause it's not here. You're not here to be a lawyer. You know what I mean? You're not here to be, to, to work for the state. You're not here to, to, to work at Chick-fil-A, right? Granted, they can they they are tools for you, and they are springboards. But there's something bigger for all of us. Most yeah. of us just are reserved or um, resigned to the fact that we're not good enough for anything better, and we just settle yeah. into that rut. And we we get all the toys like you were talking about earlier, and we get all the uh, material things, and we post up on Facebook and make ourselves look really good. But eventually, <laughs> the time is going to come where you face you and either it's on your deathbed or in a divorce or when you lose that job that was your identity or you crash that car that was your identity or somebody takes all your money and it's some kind of scam and you have nothing, you're empty and that you don't want to go through. I went through that. You went through that. It's a yeah. very rough place. Finding your identity when you have children and when you have a business with, with hundreds of clients that you have to service is not a fun place to be but it will force you into it real quick. So yeah, the, the so I got something on that. I have something I really want to add to that because I love, love what you're saying there. For me, you know, I wrote some words down and it was like, you know, in that case, it's fear, it's self-doubt, yeah. right? And then you get into the comfort zone and, you know, you want to be comfortable or delusion. And, you know, for me, in my work, we have what we call the four questions. And so I would say this to, to anyone who's feeling like you're saying, why are you here? What's your purpose? Uh, the way we get men to, to really feel into this, because a lot of times we, we, you know, we can't be honest with ourselves, but the four questions are real easy and just, you know, answer them and, and you, it'll become clear. The first question is, what kind of man do I want to be? What kind of man do I really want to be? You know, do I want to be bold and courageous and a great father and an amazing, passionate husband and um, you know, a world changer and move people. What, what kind of man do you want to be? Man of integrity, right? A man who comes with love. The second question is, what kind of men do I want around me? What kind of men do I want? I yeah, want men that. on purpose. I want men who are driven, men who are ambitious, men who are never satisfied with where they are, right? And, and um, you know, you'll notice there may be some similarities between question one and question two, who I want to be and who I want to sure. be around. And the third question is, what kind of world do I want to live in? Well, I want to live in a world where there's fairness and, and justice and cooperation and leaders lead for the benefit of, of you know, lead for the greater good. And, and there's plenty of food to eat. And we're in, we're, you know, living in harmony with nature and all, you know, what kind of world do I want to live in? And then the fourth question really locks it down. What am I doing to make that happen and leave a lasting legacy. So if you know what kind That's of man you want to be, question, oh, huge, man. If, and, and, I, and this came up, this was Rob James, a guy that I work with, just genius. What kind of man do I want to be? And women, if you're listening, what kind of woman do I want to be? What kind of, you could say, what kind of people, what kind of person do I want to be? What kind of people sure. do I want around me? What kind of world do I want to live in? What does that look like? And then what am I doing to make that happen? You'll find your purpose, man. It's, it's in there. It, it's right in there. And if you're honest enough and you have the courage to be honest enough, you'll find it. 
And, um, you know, it's, it's yeah, been, meant it. so much to me. And, and, and closing on that, there's a great quote. And Frank Mir, God, couldn't think of his name when I wrote it down. This is who I always see it attributed to. Frank Mir was a UFC champion in the early days. Great fighter, great this, guy. This is who I'm talking about. Wasn't that who I was talking about earlier today? Like earlier on this interview? I don't know. I have no idea. Tell, tell, me, tell me the quote. <laughs> you mean the hand yeah, up, dude, hand cool back, hand out? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, you know, that's, okay, that's but, what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, but, but this is the quote that I get from him, and this hit me hard when I first heard this. He said, to him, hell... Like, you know, they asked him about hell and hell wasn't fire and brimstone and devils and all that shit to him. Hell was when you die, you meet the man you were supposed to be. And oh, man, that shook me to my core. If I die and I meet the man I could have been, would have been, should have been, was supposed to be, that fucker better be me. It better be who I was the day I died. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those dude. But you know, think about this. Go ahead. Think about the the uh, the other side of that, which is, isn't hell just a, another continuation of what you just went through, which was not in your own, like not getting out of your own way, and in a personal turmoil and 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 like fire and brimstone inside of you every day. Think about what people live in hell inside of them anxiety and depression and panic and fear every day all day money and relationships and being loved and liked and all that shit being important being smart yeah well i'll give it That's to you this hell. way yeah i'll give it to you this way brother heaven and hell both are inside of us every day 100 percent. we can live yep. in heaven and we can choose that we can live in hell and choose that so heaven and hell aren't places you go they're already with no. us. They're already here. It's what you decide. Yeah, they're states of being. They're mm -hmm. states of being. I love Absolutely. that. But yeah, Absolutely. dude, that, that was the Frank Mir thing. Someone to, <laughs> someone to look forward to. It's also a Matthew McConaughey thing. Someone to look forward to. Someone who's an equal. No, it's a plus. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's a plus minus equal. Okay. It's the, it's the someone above you, someone equal to you to push you, and somebody below you that you can help up. That's what it is. Yeah. Yep. It's a plus minus equal. Yep. Yeah, and I love that. And that's just okay. the way to live, man. These are, these are such simple 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 strategies we try to make it more complex than it needs to be we don't look up to those that are ahead of you absorb whatever you can from them man honor them be in awe of them have that brother by your side that you you know hold accountable have him hold you accountable and then look to the guys that are behind you on the path that you can give a, a leg up to and guide and you know i always look at it like you know, machetes, man, we got machetes and we're whacking through the jungle, right? And somebody up there ahead of yeah. me whacked through a part portion that I can walk through more easily because he decided True. to go down that path and take the slings and arrows and, you know, chop away all the, the rough brush and make my path smoother and easier. Love that, man. Let's end on that one. And you and I, just for the audience to know, you and I are going to be collaborating on some things, whether it's in our community or in our front runner events or, or some way we are going to be collaborating just because the universe delivers it and green lights it. And you just got to pay attention and just say, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to fight it. Let's just see what comes. So we're going to be collaborating on some stuff yeah. and um, appreciate having you here, man. Really. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and, yeah. and just, you know, celebrate another brother who's on this mission for other men to live the most purposeful life possible. And that's, that's definitely you. So yeah. I applaud you and, and, and I'm grateful for you and, and thanks for being here and giving the audience such value.
Oh, man, listen, I, I can't tell you enough how, how honored I am to be here, number one. Um, you know, we talk about honor, but I am truly honored to be here. I feel that from you authentically, from the heart, man. I know that's where you come from, and I just I feel that, and I appreciate that. And, and yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to us kind of doing some stuff together because I think, you know, it's, it's not only necessary, it just feels right. You know, it feels like we're on mission totally. and, yeah. and really get, get everybody moving totally. forward. And I, I, don't, I don't love anything more than I love this. You know what I mean? Being able to sit yeah. here, have conversation yeah. with men like you and, and, and have people, you know, listen in, hopefully get value out of it and, and everybody move forward. So, yeah, man, it's been they fantastic. Will. And really, I appreciate it. You know, man, I always, um, I, I always wanted to find something that I actually felt good about every single day and actually knew what fulfillment and joy was like. And I found it and you found it. And I made it part of my mission and your mission subsequently to help other people find that, to understand what, it li- what it's like to wake up every day and go, I can't fucking wait to have today. I can't wait to be in today. I can't, I, I don't want the day to end. You know, Sunday night, I'm like, hell yeah, this week's going to be amazing. Like, somebody's going to get their life changed this week. This is fucking incredible. And I'm pumped about that, and it drives me. And I found my passion within this. And I tell that to people, passion is not something that you find before it. You, you have an idea, there's a little spark, maybe a little, like, glimmer, that you will find and unleash your passion within something. And, it will, and that's where they say, like, it'll never be work if you love it. Like, it's just kind of your thing that you do. Yeah. That's, that's this man. And I, I wish for everybody to have this feeling like, don't get me wrong. There's some days that suck a little bit. There's some days that are hard or challenging because we're human, sure. but the vast majority are, are just beautiful days of limitless possibility and, and, and work and growth and transformation for people around the world. And it's, it's, it's an, it's an honor and a gift and it's awesome. I, I agree. You know, I want to say that about the days that are a challenge because, man, I have those as well. I don't want anyone to think that, like, yeah. because we found our purpose that it's all, you know, friggin' gumdrops and lollipops <laughs> and unicorn horns and stuff. You know what I mean? It's, you have those days. But if you look at it and I look at it as, all right, man, I'm hitting up against this challenge. This shit's coming my way for a reason. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to have this experience. going to move me, maybe the people that I work with. Uh, further faster so i'm taking it on yeah. going through this challenge it's going to be an experience i'm going to grow from it and i'm going to go from there and and that's it and i want to you know as you were talking about that too i want to make one thing really clear i want i want the guys that are listening sure. to know this when you say you know living in passion and purpose every day you and i chose this path right helping others that doesn't mean that your passion and purpose has to be getting on this path if you're an insurance salesman you should look at and you look at I shouldn't say you should. And you look at what you do for a living is I am providing an incredible service to people. I am helping them protect their assets. I'm helping their loved ones in case, you know, God forbid they die. I'm making sure they're protected. I'm getting them the help I need. And I am their guardian every day. Man, that is a beautiful purpose to have, right? Versus I'm going to sell as much of this shit as I can so I can make a lot of money and buy a big house. That's the distinction. Yeah, it's I, I want to make sure. Yeah, it's that's purpose versus, you know, personality and bullshit. If you're doing, yeah. I don't care what job it is, man. If you're a janitor and you absolutely love and adore what you do and your purpose is, I'm going to make shit so clean. People come in here and they have an amazing yeah. experience in this bathroom and they can't believe how beautiful it smells and the walls and floors are so clean. That's purpose, <laughs> brother. And I, I applaud you for that. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. That's clarification, a little bit more depth from what I was saying earlier. Yeah. All those jobs that I mentioned, like I have, a, I have a friend of mine that works for the state, and 
uh, highway administration. And dude, this dude loves this shit. I mean, he's keeping Maryland's highway safe. Like it's his yeah. mission. That's the, I should have, I should thank you for bringing this up. I should have mentioned sure. it's all about your intentionality. It's yeah. about your intentionality. If it's a job for you and it's just something that you do to get by, there's a difference between that and owning that shit and making it like a part of you. Yeah. You know, I know librarians that, that change kids lives making 12 oh, bucks God. an hour. Sure. And they change kids lives, you know, college professors, which I'm not a huge fan of, but there are college professors that I had high school teachers that I had that were, that were miraculous in my, in my upbringing, people who pulled me to the side and said, Hey, you're not that guy. I remember Dr. Sterngold. He said, you're not that guy that they think you are. Mm -hmm. You think you are. And I'm like, I'm telling you, man, I could cry right now thinking about that. I remember it was my junior year of college. And he said, you're not that guy. And I'm like, what do you mean? He said, they think you're an asshole because you're just so powerful. You don't even know how to control it, man. Yeah. You're a thousand horsepower car right now. Let's get your, let's get your power to the ground. You're going to do great things and I'm supporting you. I'm behind you. And that guy made me feel like I wasn't the bad kid or the wild kid or the defiant guy that everybody in my life was making me feel like. And there were people all, all along, but that guy wasn't a teacher. He was, he was really an educator. He was like a, oh, he was a, a hero. Mentor. I mean, in my book, he's a hero. He a That's hero. truly heroic. Yeah, he was to hero. do that for a child, yeah, he was he's a hero. truly, truly heroic. Yeah. So he's a hero in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, brother. It's been a pleasure. Audience, uh, this is Eric Rogel, and we'll catch you on the next one.